And welcome back to the Something's Brewing Podcast, episode 32. 32! On Sweetie episode. Wait, wait, are we actually counting this as number 32 or is this just an emergency one? I mean, based on the fact that it's 32 and this is kind of Don Sweetie's day. All right, that's fair. Yeah, it should be a Don Sweetie episode. (laughs) Um, But... As always, just to remind everybody, we are in partnership with the Black and Gold Productions LLC. You can follow them on Twitter at BNG Productions. Um, you can follow myself on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan, and you can follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Melanson underscore. Um, we're bringing you this emergency podcast today because not only did one thing happen today, but two things happened. And one thing is something that everybody has been waiting for, something that everybody has been, you know, judging Don Sweeney about and and his inability to to do it in a timely manner, I guess. But it doesn't matter. Trade deadlines on Friday. He got it done today, March 2nd. Um, so this is an emergency podcast episode. Nick, what did you think? I'm pumped. Something's brewing in Boston, baby. <laughs> 11 or Boston. eight years. What, 11, 11.25 AAV for pasta? And I was yep. just talking about this with my dad. And um, especially like, you know, when you see players get a long contract like this, like sometimes you get your McDavid's, right, who get it early in their career. So by the time McDavid's contract's up, he'll be like just over 30 or whatever. But like pasta, I mean, you got him at 11.25, which is still undervalued. He still could have gotten more than on the, on the uh, free agent market. It's what, the sixth highest paying contract in the history of the NHL. But I despite so. that, he's still the second highest paid wing. Panarin still hasn't beat, and respectfully, I feel like Pasanov deserves more money than Artemi for Panarin sure. does. So he definitely left money on the table, which is like insane for the amount of money that he got. But I'm pumped. He's going to be on the Bruins until 2031. And even like, it's not like you're going to be paying him for bad years because you've seen players in the past who get big time contracts. I mean, they'll be like, you know, 37, 38, 39 years old. You could be like, um, oh my God, uh, his name's slipping my head, who signed with the Devils and then immediately went to the KHL. Oh, Cole Chuck. Cole yeah. Chuck. It could be like a cobalt truck or something like that's a different story but i mean you're gonna yeah. be paying this guy 11.25 all the way until he's only 34 years old i mean that's a perfect contract for a guy like this and i just tweeted it as well pasta is definitely the happiest guy in boss right now but the second happiest guy in boston has to be the marketing director for dunkin donuts because i will i will be so happy we got to continue to see him in their commercials for years to come well like you said too um his contract will be over when he's 34 years old. So if you really think about it, right around that time is when players start to their, their production trends downwards a little bit at 34 years old, you know, they get older, their body starts to break down. Um, and 
as that happens, you see the production dip too. So, and and by the way, the salary cap in the NHL is going nowhere but up. So in a couple of years, you're going to be looking at the steal. He's making 11.25 for the next eight years. The cap uh, next year, it was projected to go up by four million, but it's it's not going to go up that much. Batman was so wrong on that. It's <laughs> it's only going up about a million dollars. Typical, yeah, typical Batman move right there. Um, but yeah, eight years, David Pasternak, um, and and you you're seeing this team their their window for you know a Stanley Cup contending team was basically closing people thought that window was shut and that maybe we had one or two more years before the team entered a either a quick rebuild or a complete full teardown rebuild but don sweetie cam neely and the rest of the front office is setting this team up for success you still have charlie mcavoy for a bunch of years um you know bergeron and Krejci. They're going to play until they call it quits. And you Lindholm know that when w- Lindholm, you got Lindholm, but you know, in Bergeron and Krejci, if they want to come back, they're not, you know, digging for as much money as they can get. You see that right now this year, they both basically signed minimum deals to stay with this team. So as long as they're producing, as long as they still want to play, um, then they have a spot on this team and they're surrounded. Their surrounding cast is guys like Lindholm. Now you have David Pasternak for eight years. You have Allmark for the next two or three seasons signed at five mil. Um, Jeremy Swayman is going to be an RFA this season, but you, you think he's probably going to be looking at a bridge deal where the Bruins will probably make that work for them too, uh, salary cap wise. They're, this team is looking good. This window is not shut. It's not yeah. shut. It's great too, because uh, I mean, especially at the beginning of the year, the talk for Pasta was eight for eighty-eight, right? Eight years, eleven million dollars. And as yep. the season was going on, it felt like every game you were just watching his price tag go up and up. I mean, he's got how many goals does he have? What like forty-two or something like that? I, think, I mean, he's, I think he's at forty-two. He's fourth in the league in points. I mean, he's only twenty-six years old, and not even on the ice, but off the ice as well. He's part of that second wave of leaders that's coming up. I mean, I know, you know, the writing's on the wall with what's going on with Bergeron and Krejci, 38. They're going to be out the door. You're going to have two letters up. You're going to have some some spots in your locker room for guys to take that leadership role, and Poss is the perfect fit. So to give him that money and to watch what he's been doing over the course of the year, I mean, he's been their best player, not even close, hands down. And his price tag only only ticked up uh, – a quarter of a million dollars per year. I mean, this is an outstanding deal. Don Sweeney does it again, the Sweeneyest. And I saw you tweet it today. If, uh, especially all of the moves that he's made this season, of course, signing Pasa, Orlov Hathaway, Ooh. getting Bertuzzi. Does this take the monkey off his back finally for that disastrous 2015 draft? It should. I mean, oh my God, think about everything that he's done. As as I was saying before, people were saying it's over. The window's closed. You know, this is the last the last run. Um, he brought in Hampus Lindholm. He brought in Charlie Coyle for Ryan Donato. Um, <laughs> Taylor he, Hall for Anders Bjork, who was traded Taylor for a, a bag of chips today. <laughs> no, dude, he got traded for less than a bag of chips today. He got traded future, for consideration. future consideration. Literally, there's there's nobody else going back on the plane. <laughs> nobody. It's just it's just Bjork going back. There's nothing <laughs> coming back. They just <laughs> they just wanted this guy out of there. Yeah, but, even the uh, Zaka deal that was a big pickup too, and signing him to the four year extension. 
Yes. And and there's I mean, there's a bunch of others, too. And, and you can criticize him for drafting. That's fair. He can't draft. Like, that's just that's a fact. <laughs> he can't draft. But you're, but look at everything else that he's done. He's he's made this team competitive for, you know, every single season that he's been the GM of the team. He's set up a successful team. He made the call to fire Bruce Cassidy, which a lot of people disagreed with. And you're seeing right now that clearly it was the right call. You, like Clearly, he brought in Jim Montgomery, got rid of Cassidy, and this team is literally on pace to have the best season of all time. Look at his decision-making. He is absolutely a top three GM in the league. And, yeah. and that might honestly be doing him a disservice. He might be top two. Maybe top yeah. one. Listen, I when I loved. Did you like Peter Shirelli? Uh, I think I was too young to really understand yeah. kind of the inner I, workings of him. I admittedly, I was the same. I went. I okay. So I loved Peter Shirelli when he was here because, of course, he was the architect of that 2011 Stanley Cup team and the 2013 team and everything. But it really isn't until you look back and you look at some of the significant. I mean, you can always love the guy. Of course, he's a great GM because he brought a Stanley Cup here. But some of the handicaps that he gave the Bruins with his, he gave like the entire top nine no trade clauses. He was giving out some horrible contracts, and it kind of screwed them for a couple years there when they had those middling years in the in the 20 teens or whatever it was. But yeah. when Sweeney came in. I was pissed and I immediately thought it was going to be a horrible signing and I didn't think he was going to do a good job as GM because they hired somebody internally and I wanted them to go out and find somebody. Yeah. And the first thing Sweeney did was that disastrous draft. Oh. And and it's crazy looking back at it now because, of course, it looks disastrous because, well, it, it's it's a little better now that, of course, that uh, DeBrusque is panning out to actually be a very good hockey player. But yeah. the guys who were picked after that, I mean, it's not just like looking back at it now. You could say, oh, you messed up because look who these guys turned into. At the time of the draft, people were saying that, I can't believe you had three picks in a row. You didn't take Barzell and Connor or whatever. So right off the bat, myself and I'm sure plenty of Bruins fans hated the guy. Um, but like since then, he's literally done like, nothing wrong in terms of building a team Dude, the, okay, Matt, Matt Bolesky, oh, he messed up with that one and uh, the Rick Nash trade uh, you can say what you want about that but like yeah, that's but, too but that, but that team made a Stanley Cup final yeah that's fair okay what about um, oh my Nick God, Ritchie I'm forgetting no well Nick Ritchie what's his name <laughs> from St. Louis David Backus yeah yeah but yeah, still I mean, but all of the other moves that he's made uh, should absolutely trump those. I mean, he's signed, he's extended the guys that he should extend. He's paid pennies on the dollar for players who are huge parts of this team. You just mentioned, of course, Coyle, Taylor Hall, getting Zaka and signing him, Hampus Lino. I mean, the list goes on and on. Even like I've myself, I've been very critical of his free agent signings. I've conveniently never brought up that he signed Linus Olmark to a four-year deal, giving him $5 million per year. We'll talk about it on our next episode, but this is a guy who could be in the heart consideration. He's not going to win because of McDavid, but this is a guy who's having a historic goalie season. Okay, that that's what I was going to ask you. Okay, talking about Linus Olmark, it will not, I wasn't going to ask you, but now that we're on the conversation, I want to ask you. If, if Connor McDavid wasn't having the season that he is having, um, <laughs> would Linus Olmark be leading that heart conversation, do you think? I don't think I don't think that he would be leading it because it's it's 
so hard yeah, but for a goalie to win the heart. No, I know, I know. It's so well, hard for goalie to win the heart. But this Bruins team, like, they're not just good because of Linus Olmark. I mean, they, they've mm, scored, mm. like, the third most amount of goals in the league. Their defense is incredible. I mean, they're literally the Avengers. Every move <laughs> this team makes, everybody is pouring their hearts out on Twitter on how unfair this Bruins team is because they're so good. And, of course, a lot of that that has to do with who they have in it and Linus Olmark, who's having an incredible season. But, like, it... I mean, Connor, for, like Connor McDavid is like almost 30 points up with the guy in second. But even if Connor McDavid yeah. had like, instead of, what does he have? Like 117 points. He had another two goals last night. If instead of having yeah. 117, he had like 90. So he was only like three points up on Leon Dreisaitl. The, the, the race would definitely be closer. And Linus Olmark would definitely have a case to win the heart, in my opinion. But he, I don't think he would ever be a shoo-in. I think that's just how it is being a goalie in the NHL these days. <laughs> so... Okay, so we got we asked you guys to send us voicemails ba- reacting to David Pasternak and the Tyler Bertuzzi news. Most of the voicemails were, um, you know, reacting towards Pasternak over Bertuzzi because, you know, rightfully so, everybody was waiting for it. So right now, um, we made a little mashup and we're going to put them into the podcast right here. So... Buckle up. Listen to all these reactions. Some of them are hilarious. Some of them are heartfelt. Um, and it's just it captures the overall emotion emotions of everybody who is a Bruins fan and how crazy of a day it was today. Uh, sit back and just enjoy that. What's up, Sully and Malice? It's Danny Frog. All I'm saying is that if I'm not seeing a duck probe parade at the end of this, I'm going to be pretty upset. It's cup or bust for the boys. They're buzzing right now, hoping to keep it up. But like I said, it's cup or bust. Got to get it done. Hey, boys. Bruins Luchador here. I just woke up from the weirdest fucking dream. Pasta fucking sign. We're fucking signing everybody at the crit deadline. I don't know what's going on. Can't even get the words out of my fucking mouth. Going home to shower. Getting ready. Going to the fucking game. Woo! Let's get ready for a long fucking run, boys. Boys, we got pasta sign for years. We got Bertuzzi. I say we fire up some duck boats. Hey, how you doing, fellas? This is uh, Donnie Biscuits from Braintree. And uh, big fan of the shows, big fan of the bees. And, and uh, I'm sure you guys saw it as well, but I'd like to talk about uh, Basta, his big, his big extension. I'm excited about it. I think all, the whole city of Boston should be excited about it. I think Braintree is, uh, you know, eight years. Ninety million dollars. About eight years from now, my pension, my pension should be hitting. So I might as well buy me some season tickets, you know. <laughs> but we got, we got him for the future. We got, we just traded for the Tuesday. We got the Tuesday right now. Uh, I think I, I don't know if there's anything in our way to bringing the Stanley Cup back to Boston where it belongs. So uh, you know, excited for the season. Excited for the future. Go Bees. Uh, Donnie B. Out. All right. Have a good one, fellas. Bye-bye. 
Dude, no. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, no, the best one was the I shout out to Bruins Luchador for sending one in. Send uh shout out to Jack Sully for sending one in. Um Lauren, shout out to Donnie shout Walnuts. Her. Shout out to Donnie Walnuts out in Braintree. What a gr- <laughs> that was a great one. Yeah, and then I'm not when I saw the notification today that uh, I never uh, – I always have Twitter notifications on for everybody, like Wojnarowski for ba- for uh, basketball, Schefter for football. I've been trying to find the right hockey guy yeah. to uh, to for my notifications, so I didn't have anybody on. And I went with Pierre Lebrun. I thought he was a good pickup. Okay. Boom. Okay. Sitting at my desk. I look at my phone today at work. Pasta signs. Nine, like It was the most nonchalant text ever. No emotion behind it whatsoever. I was a little pissed. I thought he could have thrown some caps or some exclamation point or even an emoji in there or something. But it was just like something. Pa- put, the, pasta. put the pasta emoji. Yeah, it was like pasta knock nine times 90 or something. I had to take a walk, man. Like I was, oh my God. I was about to start screaming in the office. I was so excited. I was walking. I was walking around today, and I was saying, "Let's fucking go." I was like, Dude, let's go. <laughs> "You're not even. You're just throwing the mail at the door. Let's go, baby." Pause oh, I probably, here. I probably put a whole bunch of, you know, wrong address mail in many different places today. <laughs> My mind was totally not on on work. It was all Bruins today. So of course the the pasta news is yep. wasn't the only news of, of the day, although it was the news that excited me the most. What were your immediate reactions following the the other move of the day, the one that came first, Tyler Bertuzzi to Boston for a conditional first round pick and a fourth round pick? Uh first of all, well, Don Sweeney's kind of been he's had his hands all over Tyler Bertuzzi for a couple of years now. But Detroit's always hung on to him. They never really wanted to move on from him. And I don't really understand why they're moving on from him now. They're kind of pushing for a playoff spot. Um, so I don't understand why they moved and on. And they him. just who, re-signed Dylan Larkin too. Yeah, and they moved they moved him to a team in the division. So Detroit, I don't know what you're doing, but it's fine because it worked out, you know, for us. Um <laughs> but it's it's a good move, especially when the team is fully healthy. Like right now, it's still up in the air how hurt Taylor Hall is and how hurt Nick Foligno is. So I feel like if they didn't get hurt and if they weren't going to be out for an extended period of time, I don't think Don Sweeney goes out and he calls Detroit trying to get Bertuzzi. If, if Hall and Foligno are healthy, I don't think this move happens. But now you have... Taylor Hall on LTIR. You have about $6 million in extra cap space that Don Sweeney and Cam Neely can use to even further improve this team. And you have an immediate replacement that you got from Detroit and Tyler Bertuzzi that can immediately slide into that third line spot. And by the way, he's not going to be an offensive horse out there. But what he is, is a third line guy He's going to grind. He's going to get you points. He's just not going to put up Taylor Hall numbers, for instance. But he's going to be a consistent guy down there that's going to slot in perfectly with uh, Charlie Coyle and, you know, throw any name in there. It's It, it helps Garnet Hathaway. It just it, it solidifies that third line um, down the stretch with these injuries. Uh, but and, and once they're healthy, too. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. You, you have four. You, you have three. You have one first line. You got two second lines. And then your fourth line could honestly be considered a third line. Oh, you know, it's I love the uh, you know, I hope that um, Taylor Hall isn't 
the injury isn't as bad as it could be, and I hope that he comes back for the playoffs or even before the playoffs. I don't know what the LTIR ramifications are, but you know, let's take a little page out of the Tampa Bay Lightning for one time, give them a little taste of their own medicine. You got six million bucks, Dude. man. Go spend it. Go do that. Isn't that how they got Braden Point? Hey, hey. Y- yes, but hey, what, Mel? You know what? What? You know who makes six million dollars? Tell me. He plays for Calgary. No, he's Lucic is not he's coming back. <laughs> he's, no, no, he's not. I, I he's know not, his wife but, wants him to come back, but no. But yeah, did I was going to say, did you? Yeah, yeah. Did you see, she's yeah, like when she comes to the, for him, like like send him home or something with the bear yeah. nose or something. But um, I wouldn't be what? mad about it. Let's just say that I really like the pickup of mm-hmm. uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. I know his numbers are not glamorous this year, but this is he's twenty eight years old. He's yeah. what like six one one ninety. If he's anything like his uncle. Todd Bertuzzi, holy shit, he's not, but that would be fun. But, you know, he had, you know, back-to-back 20-goal seasons. Last year, I believe he had 30 goals. This year, he has, what, I think like four goals in 29 games. He's been riddled with injuries this year. But this is a guy who was playing on the Detroit Red Wings' top line, who is now very likely going to be your third-line left wing. Like, that is how incredibly deep this team is. And he fits in so well with this team. A a lot of fans from Detroit were pissed, rightfully so, that they just gave this guy away. But um, I tweeted today, like, between Bertuzzi, now Hathaway, and Marshan, like, this Bruins team is just full of assholes. And I absolutely love it. Like, they're going to be pissing some guys (laughs) off out there. Like, did you see the clip? I think it was from, uh, it was either 2018 or 2019. Uh, Bertuzzi, like, he was just starting shit with Marshawn, and, and it started an entire brawl, dude. Yeah. And Cam Neely was talking about it today in the presser, and he was like, um, yeah, Bertuzzi brings a little bit of sandpaper. Um, you saw it a couple years ago when he when he brought that against our sandpaper guy, Marshawn. And it's just like you you have both of these guys on the team. This team was already elite and kind of built for the playoffs. But now with Orlov, Hathaway, Bertuzzi, um, Nick Foligno, obviously if he plays, um, guys like I already said Orlov, but the the bigger guys, the physical guys that bring that brand of hockey into the playoffs, that's what you need. And you're and you're adding that to a team that is the bona fide number one offensive scoring team in the league and defensive team too. They have the best goal differential. You could I think you could double the second best goal differential in the league and it still wouldn't equal what the Bruins have right now. So yeah. this team is just this it's it's I I I don't know where this all came from, dude. I really <laughs> don't. If you look at it's it's basically the same team as as last year other than, you know, the guys we just added. But the only difference is Montgomery. That's the only mm-hmm. difference. And, well, and Krejci too, but you know. And Zaka it's the check power, baby. That's what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 a great time to be a Bruins fan. And I saw a report today too that um, the Bruins traded for Bertuzzi because he's a UFA after this year. And, yes. and yeah. I read that they were they were going to try to resign him. They weren't just trading for, trading for him for being a rental for being a player that they could use to plug in. Now that Taylor Hall's on the LTIR, but he's somebody who they want to stick around and they were going to try to negotiate with after the season. And um, and that's why, like what you just said, like it really doesn't make a lot of sense from Detroit's point of view. I feel like trading Bertuzzi. Um, I know I I read that 
that they have Detroit have been negotiating for months with Bertuzzi and they weren't getting anywhere near an extension. So, you know, rather than mm-hmm. losing him for nothing, but I don't know if you saw, I mean, of course they just signed Dylan Larkin to that big extension today, but did you see Dylan Larkin when they asked him about Bertuzzi and he started crying because he was so emotional? No, because, no, yeah, I didn't he, see that. He started crying because Bertuzzi is his best friend on the team. Dude, he, he just—he probably just signed that deal. Then a day later, that's they what I'm his best saying. Friend away. Oh my god, he's, he's like, gonna request a trade. <laughs> he's like, what did I do? Why did oh I sign him? Gosh. No, I feel bad, but I mean, so that third line that sucks. Bruins are healthy. Third line. Do you think it's Bertuzzi, Coyle, and Hathaway? No, when fully healthy. Yeah, what are your lines where the Bruins are fully healthy? No, it would, I think it would go Hall. Coyle, oh yeah, I forgot Bertuzzi. about Zaka. Jesus Christ, dude, this Zaka's is so second line. Dude, that's exactly. Well, yeah, but I mean, if if they're healthy, I mean, I I I would think they would do Hall, Krejci, and Pasta on the second line with Mar- okay, Marshan Bergeron. No, no, I think Zaka stays there. Marshan Bergeron and DeBrusque is your top line. Yep. Uh Taylor Hall, Krejci, and Pasta is your second line. Okay. Bertuzzi, Coyle, and Zaka is your third line. And then your fourth line doesn't even matter. Garnet Hathaway, uh, Trent Frederick, and Nick Felino. What about Nosek, though? It's a good problem to have. Throw him in there. No, it's, it's, it's such a good problem like, to have. Holy thing, like, shit, dude. This team is and, so and deep. By the way, even, they got a bunch of different defensemen every night, too, just so Orlov, who has four <laughs> points his last two games, can fit into the lineup somewhere. It's crazy. Dude, and you didn't even mention A.J. Greer, too. He's going to be, yeah. oh, be benched, too. Oh, Not Jacob Lauko. There's it's on it's unbelievable and who is so, stopping okay. this team? Nobody. <laughs> That's no no. One. Oh my god! Wait, hang but, on, hang on. Actually, in our last episode, I know you mentioned that um, the only team other than Carolina that worries you would be if the Bruins play the Rangers, and that you you mm. think that that would be a series that would go to seven, especially after they added Tarasenko and Kane. After the Bruins, just of course extending Pasta doesn't have any impact playing wise unless it boosts morale for the team or something. But I don't know how morale could get any higher. But of course, after they added Bertuzzi today, does that? change for you at all if the Bruins were to meet the Rangers in the playoffs? It's actually funny you said that because there were people on Twitter basically saying there well not people there was one guy on Twitter who was trying to say that if the Rangers and the Bruins met up in a series that the Rangers would like clean them out in five or six games. So that wouldn't happen. I can tell you that for sure. That wouldn't happen. It would be a Tough series, though. I mean, the, the Rangers went to the conference finals last season. They just added Patrick Kane. Um, they're going to be getting Keandre Miller back. Shesterkin is starting to look like Shesterkin again. Tarasenko. Tarasenko, which who, who a player, by the way, in Tarasenko who beat you in 2019. So he's familiar with this team and, and playing in Boston in a hostile environment. Um, same thing with Ryan O'Reilly in Toronto. But I think if if the Bruins and the Rangers meet up in the playoffs, it's going to be a tough series, and I think it's going to go seven. And in that seventh game, I mean, you know, anything can happen. But I still think the Bruins have the better team on paper and on the ice, so I think they would take the series. And And that's not, like, bias coming out. It's just objectively looking at it. And seeing how this team has played all season, yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and that's why um, you know that's why the regular season matters so much too. If it were to go to seven, New York has to be coming to Boston and trying to play us here. But right, um, I feel like um, I feel like that would be a good series, and I feel like uh, Bruins in six that would be my call. Mm, but I can see um, that. I'm st- so. Are you more scared of the Rangers than you are of the Hurricanes now? 
Yeah, the Hurricanes, they didn't – I mean, depends on what they do tomorrow. Depending on what they do at the deadline, but – they, they lost to Yorvi. Yeah, dude, he he's the Bison King. He's <laughs> the best smile in the game. Yeah, whatever dude. the hell they say. Whenever whenever they zoom in on him on the bench, his tongue is like halfway out of his mouth. <laughs> Something I don't know. He's not. He's he he's a guy. He never lived up to his potential in Edmonton. Um, and I don't know Carolina. I think they. I think Carolina kind of missed the boat. They missed Meyer. Um, they missed Kane. And they missed other forwards who were out there too. I mean, I can't really think of any other forwards that are being shopped around right now that are top caliber. Like, yeah, I think the last top caliber guy that's out there is is um, Eric Carlson. The contract of Jakob Voracek. Yeah, to Arizona. <laughs> yeah. And what yeah, is the point? They had of another Tyrese? legend, dude. I don't know, man, but I feel like Carolina, uh, the Rangers have a better roster than Carolina, I feel like, but Carolina has just been such a thorn in the Bruins' side that it just, they would, they obviously still worry me. But I I think after the trade deadline, I think I will be more worried of the the New York Rangers, uh, assuming that Carolina doesn't make any more trades. I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, They got Showtime now, obviously three-time Stanley Cup champ. Otani? Yeah, yeah, they have Shohei Watani. He, <laughs> he plays center and goalie at the same time. <laughs> and he pitches, um, don't forget. Yeah, don't, no, no, I can't forget that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I would say I'm, I, I would be more nervous to go up against the Rangers right now, but only by a little bit. Don't get me wrong. I'm still nervous about Carolina just by the way that they consistently play you and, and own you in Carolina. So – Either of those teams, I don't necessarily want to face. And use, I mean, God damn it, the whole Eastern Conference, dude. There's maybe two easy matchups: Pittsburgh and like freaking the Islanders. Islanders. Yeah, yeah. If, if they even get in, like the Bruins are playing Buffalo tonight, and Buffalo is not an easy team anymore. Buffalo is a good team. So yeah. if if you match up with them in the playoffs, don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. No series is going to be a cakewalk until you get to the Stanley Cup Finals against a Western Conference bum team. Yeah. Oh man. You know, I know that the uh, which is still crazy when we were talking about the standings the other day. <laughs> the best team in the West, points wise, record wise, the Vegas Golden Knights. If they were in the East, they would be the seven seed. Which dude, is they'd be absolute. a wild card team. That is. <laughs> asinine to me I, but I'm still I would still be worried about beating the Colorado Avalanche just because of who they can be when they're healthy they still don't isn't Landeskog still out they still not they're still yes. not healthy yeah he's is still he out. coming back um, or is he like out for the for everything I don't know what well, happened I, to him I have him on my fantasy I, team I think he's coming back I, I don't I don't know I haven't heard any updates on him recently but um, that's not a team that anyone should sleep on. I mean, they still got Makar. They still got Landis Cog if he comes back and plays when healthy. McKinnon, obviously. Um, Rantanen, obviously. Um, they got you know, a couple have, of goalies, too, who can play. Yeah, they have that star power, and they have that experience just of last year. So out, outside of them, though, I don't... Winnipeg is a, is a sneaky... You know, they're quietly having a really good season. Um... But outside of them, there's there's Dallas kind of slowed slow slow. Dallas kind of <laughs> slowed down, um, and outside of that, I don't know. I mean, Seattle's in the playoffs. What about what about Edmonton? After all the moves they've been making, maybe Edmonton is scary just because of the McDavid factor with um, 
you know, obviously Dreisaitl, Zach Hyman is having a crazy year. Um, Nugent Hopkins just beat the shit out of a guy Nugent. last night. <laughs> yeah. And they just, who did they just add? Oh yeah. Ekholm. They that's added a big, half that's the a league, big ad though. That's a big ad for them. Yeah. Um, so we also, we, we were taking voicemails and DMs related specifically to pasta and um, Bertuzzi. So with that being said, here's the first one. I know you haven't heard this one yet. I wanted to play this for you. Okay. Somebody called in. Um, hang on, shit. Hang on, 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 hang on. Here it is. Hey, Smelly, you suck. Mel, the best. I love you, Mel. You suck, Smelly. Who was that? Who was so that? I don't know who that was, but I fully support their their uh their voicemail. Wait, wait, do you actually not know who that was? I have no idea. You liar! It was me, you liar. dingling. I called in the oh, wrong that show. Was I, you? I, I, I wanted I wanted to hear the voicemail. I wanted to hear the uh, voicemail call that you recorded to see what it sounded like. And then the the thing rang, and and I was like, oh god, I got to say something. So I just I just spoke from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, um, um, we do have a bunch of voicemail questions, but before we do that, um, I just want to remind everybody that we are brought to you in part with, uh, we are brought to you in part by Canna Wellness. Canna Wellness offers you four distinct experiences for the different challenges you may face throughout the day. Canna Sleep. Can of mend, can of fresh, and can of boost. It's the trusted brand for sports, fitness, and wellness households. Fuck, Mel. <laughs> With over 50 vitamins, nutrients, and herbal extracts and four compact sprays, it's the most convenient way to get back on track with no pills, water, or messy powders. 90% of nutrients in these oral sprays are absorbed in less than 30 seconds. It's like an entire health food store in your pocket and is endorsed by Olympians, NHL players, and pro sports stars who rely on the Canna Wellness Company to support high performance. Mel, let's talk about each product. You're a little giggly there, huh? Yeah, you dick. <laughs> Canna Boost gives you the ability to skip the coffee and sugary snacks to energize the healthy way. Use daily before you work out when studying for an exam. In other times, you need increase clarity, stamina, and concentration. Canna Men provides the after-party liver support and works fast to relieve hangovers in the morning after drinking. <laughs> this unique oral spray supplement is blended with 11 vegan vitamins and herbal extracts to replenish your body to combat headache, sickness, and lack of energy. Canna Fresh reduces stress and gives your body an immune system boost. Whether you're nervous before a presentation or need to calm down after a hectic day, the 11 natural and vegan ingredients in Canna Fresh take the edge off without making you feel drowsy or unmotivated. Canna Sleep is an all-natural and vegan sleep aid, which is convenient and fast absorbing. No mixing beverages, no waiting for gummies to kick in. Just spray it, roll over, and snooze. Control your dosage on how much sleep you need. If you want to try these amazing Canna Wellness all-natural oral sprays, please go to cannawellness.com. That is C-A-N-I-Wellness.com and use our promo code BNG25. That is B-N-G-25 to get 25% off everything on the cannawellness.com website. We thank Canna Wellness for sponsoring this episode and our weekly Boston Bruins-related podcast. Sully, back to you. Uh, let's do these voicemail questions. All righty, then we can start with the first one from a good friend of mine, Ethan Moriarty, big fan of the show. Honestly, might be our biggest fan. Uh, yeah. You can follow him on Twitter at EmoriartyWX. This is his question. I hit the wrong button. Hang on. 
Here we go. Uh, okay. Hey boys, how's it going? Ethan here. Uh, quick question for the boys. Given the Tyler Bertuzzi trade, who do you think would win in a locker box situation? Would it be Brad Marchand or Tyler Bertuzzi? Thanks, boys. Love the pod as always. See ya. Do you remember Phenomenal question. Boxing? Do you remember that? Abs- absolutely. I sure do. Oh, my God. I, uh... No, we have some stories from a good old Marlboro High, some of the locker <laughs> yeah, box do. in there, but that's for a story for another time. Uh, boy, Brad Martian and Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, I would How say... How tall is he? Bertuzzi is 6'1", 190. So oh, I would Bertuzzi. say because of that, and his uncle's a huge piece of shit, maybe he, yeah. some of that rubbed off on Tyler, I would think that uh, Tyler okay. Bertuzzi would probably beat Martian, but Martian would do something dirty. He's a rat. I mean, he'd be nipping at his ankles that's or a, something or stepping on his point. toes. That's a good point. I don't know. I feel well, like that, I mean, it's... Dude, Bertuzzi's missing a tooth. I just feel based on that. We need yeah. to talk about that a little bit. That's I love <laughs> that he's on this how team. Did he, how did he miss it? How, how did that happen? Do you know? He must have just got it knocked out, and he was like, you know what? I'm just going to roll with it. I don't care. I'm just, just going to roll with this. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Ty, Tyler Bertuzzi. Hey guys, I'm so happy to join your team. I'm so happy to be a part of the Boston Bruce. Came over here from the Detroit Red Wings. I flew on Southwest. I'm here to win a Stanley Cup. Let's <laughs> go, boys. Brad Marthan, you and me, center of the room right now. <laughs> I feel like if it was like a straight up like locker box, <laughs> I think that Tyler Bertuzzi would win. But like if they were like playing dirty. I feel like <laughs> stop. Stop. we got it. We got to hear Tyler Bertuzzi's voice. I got to see if he has. Oh my god! <laughs> I just imagine him standing in the middle of the locker room and like all pissed and saying it just like that. Get over here! He can, like shoot, he can, like, shoot spit through the hole. <laughs> yeah, it's his. He's like, gleeking on the it's, ice. It's it's like his superpower. No one expects it. Oh my god. Oh my god, that was Ethan's question. That's a great question. Um, we that is have a good some question. Other ones here. Um, <laughs> um, hang on, I'm going. We got a bunch, so I'm going through them to make sure that they're yeah. related to Bertuzzi and Post. Okay, here's one. Um, this is a long one. Minute and twenty eight seconds. Nice. Okay, hang on. How long? Uh, one minute and 28 seconds. Hey, guys, what's going on? Bruins Electric Cowboy here just heading into the game. Man, what a day for the Boston Bruins. Don Swindling Sweeney does it again, this time going out and getting Bertuzzi from Detroit, man. Wow, this team has made some major additions over the last week, and they look poised to make a serious run this spring. Going to Bertuzzi, I mean, if the guy brings grit, that this team has lacked compared to previous seasons, and I think that's really going to come in handy against a team like Tampa or Toronto. I mean, he scored 30 goals last year, and I know he's had two broken hands this year, but he's got nine points in in 12 games in the month of February, and and I think with the right players, this guy could be a serious threat come playoff time. Now, I mean, Pasternak, guys worth every penny. Pay the man! Pay the man! 11.75 11.75 million or 11.25, whatever it was, he's worth every penny. Eight years, the guy's going to go down as one of the greatest franchises 
the franchise's greatest pure goal scorers. I mean, Absolutely. he'll probably hit 60 goals by that by the time that contract's up. So, I mean, what more could he ask for? What a deadline by the Boston Bruins. And we are officially all in, baby. Let's go yeah. get that cup. Go, B. Let's go. Woo! Let's go. Hell yeah. Let's that go, That got me dude. fired up. Yeah, oh my I'm God. fired I, up right now. Just, Let's go. I, I was laughing a little bit when he was talking about Bertuzzi, and he's like, he's got two broken hands. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm fired up. That got me. That got me pumped. Let's oh, go, yeah. dude. But, Couple of home run additions, huh? Yeah, dude. He he made a good point too. He said um, something about you know he was like, what a deadline from Don. And this has been probably his best trade deadline as a GM, and. It might even be the one of the best Bruins deadlines just in, in history. I can't remember a deadline where we've added so many depth pieces and not even depth pieces, honestly, just pieces to the lineup without even giving up anything. Yeah. You haven't yeah, and really the, given up anything. And the most impressive part, too, is there were some big names out there. Patrick Kane is out there. Yes. Um, what's his name? Eric Carlson's out there. People have yep. been wondering where all these names, Chikrin just got traded and he didn't take the bait and he didn't overpay for those guys, but he went out and he traded for Hathaway and Orlov, two guys. I didn't even hear their names brought up in trade conversations. Nope. Of course, Orlov, a Stanley cup champion comes into this team, has two assists his first game, two, two goals last night or the other night, by the way, which were fabulous oh guy who God, can play. Dude. He can play the left side. He can play the right side. He's six one. He can skate around. He can bought people off the puck. He can move the puck. Perfect addition. Garnet Hathaway, a guy who's grimy, who's grit, who's not afraid to get his nose dirty. Perfect addition on the third line or wherever they want to play him on the fourth line too. And then, of course, a guy, nobody again even knew that he was on the trade market, although I did see a lot of people. I tweeted yesterday, if you could, what is your one move you want to see uh, Don Sweeney make one trade? And a lot of people were saying that they wanted to see Tyler Bertuzzi in a Bruins jersey. And guess what? It's like Christmas morning. Don Sweeney did it. Not just that, but he also gave Poss that extension that we've been waiting all year for. This, like... In all in all sports, in all of our Bruins sports here, I really can't think of a better trade deadline than what Don Sweeney just did. And it's not even of who he got. It's who he gave up. The only player from this roster that he gave up was Craig Smith, who doesn't yep. even play. Who did he? Was he not like on waivers or something earlier this year? Whatever the hell oh, the yeah, Bruins are trying point. to do to get him off this team. You just traded him along with some picks, which don't matter anyways, because I love Sweeney. But... Uh, you know, even some of the draft date we get, of course, but let's not forget he got Carlo in the second round. I mean, he's he got Grizzly. He's made some good draft picks as well, but like, screw it. Put everything in the pile. They're going for this year. This is the best hockey team I've ever seen in my entire goddamn life. And uh, you have some pieces here who you could really use moving forward. Um, is Orlov and Hathaway, they're UFAs as well, right? Yes. I mean, I think that Orlov would be somebody that they would be very interested in bringing back. I'm sure Hathaway, he's been fitting this team like a glove since he's joined here. They just signed Pasta. It's it's a beautiful day. And there's still one more day. There's still another day to go tomorrow. So we'll see if yeah. they make any moves. <laughs> there's Yeah, literally. I think, I mean, I said that they were done before they added Bertuzzi. I, I want to say they're done again, but I feel like if I say that, they're going to go out and do something. They might have another move up their sleeve. Who knows? I mean, you have extra defensemen now. You got plenty of depth um, in your forward group. You you might see other guys moving. You still got Mike Riley that you know they want off the books. Yeah. Um, Jacob Zaboral. Who knows if they want to keep him in the system or not? Probably not at this point. 
I'm not even kidding. Like I'm trying to think of of not players, but like areas that they could address in a trade on this last day of the trade deadline. I have no idea. I have no idea. You got your third line winger. You got two of them that you could put on your third line wings. I mean, you got you didn't really need another defenseman, but you got one anyways. What like what what is left to it? I mean, of course, I'm gonna watch and I'm gonna be excited to make a move. But seriously, like, what is left to address in a trade that that they could pull off at this point? I have no idea. You, I mean, if you wanted to just replenish your draft picks, you could just get rid of those extra guys, clear that clear that money off the uh, off the books, and get a couple of second rounders, maybe some thirds. I don't know, just replenish what you lost. Honestly, yeah. you think Mike Re- Mike Riley could get you a third? Uh, Jacob Zaboral might be able to get you a second or a third. Um, it's it's because you're right. I don't know what else they could add. What else, <laughs> what, what else are you going to add to this team? It feels like when you make like a franchise on NHL, you just keep simming because you just keep making sure you don't even play the games. You just keep simming. And then your yep. team is just so good. You're like, I guess we'll start a new franchise now because what do yeah. I do? <laughs> There's yeah. nobody else to trade for. I have the whole league. Um, we also yeah, Don, go. Don Sweeney is just bored. we also got one more uh voicemail related to bertuzzi and posternock one more question i should say sorry related to bertuzzi or posternock and this Mm -hmm. is it hey this is steve from agwam just curious what your thoughts are on the new additions and how it will impact the chemistry if it'll cause problems or are we so solid that it doesn't impact it thanks that's a good question. What do you think about the? Uh, I mean, I feel like I feel like Orlov's been boosting chemistry. I've seen the way those guys have been jumping up and hugging him when he's making Bobby Orr-esque plays out there. And I feel like Garnet Hathaway fits this team like a glove, as I already mentioned. But what do you think about the addition of Tyler Bertuzzi? I mean, it definitely helps that they're nobody's leaving the locker room. You're just adding new guys. So I feel yeah. like right off the bat, I mean, I don't think that the um, chemistry is going to get any worse. I would think it would get better if anything. But again, I don't know how it's going to get better than what it is right now. So what do you think about the chemistry now with Bertuzzi here? Well, you're right. You didn't lose anybody in that locker room other than Craig Smith. But I mean, that's real. I'm if I'm being blatantly honest, it's not that big of a loss. Yeah. Um, even chemistry wise, it's not that big of a loss. They're going to fit into this team like a glove. I mean, not because of who they are, but because of who they're surrounded by in the locker room. You know Bergeron's going to make them feel like they're right at home, right right with family. You know Marshawn's going to be, you know, screwing around with them, doing whatever, just bringing them in. It, it, the, this team is so tightly knit that even with these new guys coming in, they're going to be brought right into that dynamic. They're going to become a part of the family the way that everybody else has. Yeah, I could not agree more. And, you know, when things are going well in the locker room, it translates well in the ice. And we've seen yep. things go well in the locker room all year. And we've seen the Bruins um, literally about to be – Are they? is it the first team to have 100 points before the trade deadline? Or are they tying mm, a record? I know they've been sure. chasing that Montreal Canadiens team all year. Yeah. But literally you're watching history before your eyes. And, I, like, I bet, you, I bet you these guys are pumped when they get the call from their agent. Like, hey, yeah, you're being traded, but you're going to Boston. I can't even imagine the excitement that these guys are sharing, especially – well, actually, I feel – I don't know. It might have been a little different for Orlov and Hathaway because I know they've been in uh, – Orlov especially has been in Washington for a while. But, like, yeah. to go from the situation that you're in, you know, a team – well, Washington's in the playoffs, but a team like Detroit who's, like, fighting for a position and to get a call that suddenly you're on a historic team, a team that's 
got eight freaking losses at the trade deadline. Like, <laughs> oh my God, everybody who's in, who walks into the locker room knows that they're fighting for a cup this year. And I think that really means something. I think it really goes a long way when they go out on the ice every day and when they're, uh, you know, in the locker room. Because it's not just one thing to like say it. Like, of course, every team in the playoff picture right now is fighting for the Stanley Cup. But for the Bruins, yeah. it's it's literally, it seems like it's literally theirs to lose. Everybody yeah, yeah. is looking 100%. at you saying that this is your Stanley Cup. So I don't know. I think that they embrace Bertuzzi. Like they've embraced Orlov and Hathaway this past week. And man, go Bruins. Everybody's been saying it. It's so exciting right now. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Do we have another voicemail, or was that the last one? That was the last uh, uh, question pertaining to Pasta and Bertuzzi. Mm. We got quite a few reaction voicemails, though. Those were fantastic. Sweet. All right, well, if that was the last one, I mean, surprise episode for you guys. Um, <sighs> Pasternak's here for eight more years. Probably takes him right until the end of his career. <laughs> You uh, you got Tyler 88, 88 will be hanging next to 12 up there in the rafters. 80, yeah, it'll be Craig Smith, Pasta, and Olmark. Uh, don't, don't forget Jack Edwards' uh, Jack, oh, yeah. suit jacket. You got you got to hang up Jack Edwards' suit up in the rafters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You have to. You have to. Uh, We're gonna have to come up with new nicknames for these guys too, like we have everybody else. I like you know the whole play on Uzi thing. It was uh. No, oh, it was little little Tuzi Burt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the little thread that we had was hilarious too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh crap! What was Tyler? It? Tyler Birkuzi. Oh yeah, Tyler. Uh, what did I say? Tyler Takuzi with him yeah. in the jacuzzi. I don't even remember, but that's gonna yeah. be fun. The Kobe stuff for that. Yeah, dude, he's gonna fit in perfectly. Um, he's gonna become a fan favorite too. But he's here. Uh, this team literally somehow got even better in multiple facets of their game. Defensively, they're better. Offensively, offensively, they're better. Their depth, both defense and offense, is better. Um, you 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 managed to hold on to Lysel, Lori. All your prospects. You didn't lose one prospect. Only guy that you lost is Craig Smith. Oh, unreal. I don't know. Come how on, man. We love Craig. I don't know. Did yeah, we love him. His numbers hanging in the rafters, but cool, man. You <laughs> Dimitri Orlov and Garnet Hathaway. Um Dimitri Orlov. Emphasis two ors in Orlov. I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ, two R's in Orlov. <laughs> I think that's our sign. All right. Well, um, <laughs> Yeah, so surprise episode for you guys. So um, as always, I want to thank uh, the Black and Gold Productions LLC for allowing us to work under the umbrella of their podcast. Um, you know. And we also want to thank Don Sweeney for fueling us to make this special episode today with the moves he's yeah. been making. Couldn't have couldn't do it without you, bud. March second is now Don Sweeney Day. Um, yeah. But yeah, as, yeah. As always, thank you to the Black and Gold Productions LLC. You can follow them on Twitter at BNG Productions. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan. You can follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Melanson. You can also follow the podcast Twitter account at Bruin Something. No G at the end. Um, send you guys can send myself. You can send the podcast account. You can so send Nick uh, a DM question for next week's episode, and you can also send a voicemail because you guys killed it today you guys actually crushed <laughs> the voicemail line today it was awesome um you can send a voicemail there at 508-263-0854 and leave a message 
um join in on the fun uh you know you guys drive this podcast so without you guys it would just be a boring analytical talk show basically no one wants that no one wants that yeah nobody at all by the way i just looked quickly because the birds are playing the series right now i went to check the score and the uh it just said last play zemkis gergensen's want to face off and it made me laugh the goat zemkis gergensen (laughs) you know how much i love him zemkis gergensen's former former all-star people forget he was an nhl all-star NHL All-Star, Zemgis Gergensen. Oh my god, I need to turn that game on right now just to hear Jack try to pronounce his name. <laughs> Zemgis Gergensen's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, with that being said, this is episode 32 of the Something's Brewing Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Posternock, eight years. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. She was just... I, don't, I don't know what just happened. Oh, your audio sounds good now. It sounds better? Yeah, yeah. Maybe you, you were just lagging or something. That's weird. All right, let's go. When she was just a girl, she expected the Ooh. world. Shit. Shit. What's your profanity?